We're going to hear from Roland in a second from Psalm 115. So now's the time to dig out a Bible, and I'm going to hand over to him. Um, but as you're pulling out your Bible, just a little notice for those of you who are either leading at one of our small groups, 20s, students, Nexus, uh, life groups, or part of the prayer team, uh, this uh, introduction to the pastoral care course, which we've mentioned before now, is happening in the coffee lounge from 8 to 8.30 tonight. So that's the plan. If, if that applies to you, uh, just to remind you, that's happening. And I'm going to hand over to Roland, uh, who's going to give us our closing uh, devotional before our final song. Great. Well, my name's Roland, as Dave said there. I'm the international student worker uh, here at Highfields. So let's have a look at uh, Psalm 115. So let's, let's read it. So Psalm 115. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but your name be the glory, because of your love and faithfulness. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. But their idols are silver and gold, made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk, nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. All you Israelites, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. House of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless his people Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. May the Lord cause you to flourish, both you and your children, May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. It is not the dead who praise the Lord, those who go down to the place of silence. It is we who extol the Lord, both now and forevermore. Praise the Lord. So this evening we're carrying on our sermon series where we're going through Psalms 113 to Psalm 117. And these are part of what is called the Egyptian Hallel. Now, what that means is the Hebrew word Hallel means praise. And the reason why it's called Egyptian is in reference to their rescue, their deliverance from slavery in Egypt. And so these psalms are sung during various festival times in the life of Israel. And in particular, Passover, when God's judgment passed over the homes of the Israelites while we're there in Egypt. Now, in the mornings, we are looking at uh, John 13 to John 17. Jesus is teaching during a Passover meal, the the Last Supper. And therefore, during this time, uh, the Jesus and the disciples, well, first of all, they would have sung Psalms 113 to Psalms 114. And then at the end of the Passover meal, they would have sung the rest of the Psalms, including this one that we're looking at this evening. And so the Psalm, Psalm 115, would have been one of the last songs that Jesus and the disciples would have sung. And so the first point uh, this evening 
um, if we have a look at it now, is to your name be the glory. Verse 1, right there, to your name be the glory. Now, so often in our lives, we seek glory, honor for ourselves. We want to be the one who receives praise and glory. Whether it's in sport, whether it's in music, whether it's in work, and sometimes, well, quite often, in fact, with our family and friends. We want people not only to speak well of us, but we want to be the one who receives the glory um, or the attention on us. It's so deep-rooted in our lives, we sometimes don't even question it. And not only do we want the glory, but we don't like it when others receive it. We don't like it, maybe, when we're playing football or rugby and someone else scores the winning try or scores the winning goal. When our friends maybe keep winning in board games or computer games. Um, When a close friend does better in exams than us. When someone else gets the promotion or the pay rise. When maybe someone else gets complimented on being a really good parent or a really good grandparent. And we don't. When someone else's cake gets praised and yours doesn't. Um, Or when someone else's talk is said to be really helpful and yours doesn't get a mention. Whatever it is, we want the praise. We want the glory. So here we need to reset our thinking. We need to step back and think about actually what is going on. Now imagine... You've been picked to play for your country in the Rugby World Cup. And your team reaches the final. But you've been on the bench the entire time. In fact, you haven't played a second yet. Uh, You've basically been the substitute on the bench for every game. And you're in the final. And there's one minute to go. And the coach decides, okay, with one minute to go, on you go. And your team is winning 100 points to nil. And so you're excited, on you go. You've got 60 seconds to make your mark. And you're excited, the ball's coming, no, they get tackled, and it goes, and the whistle gets blown. So basically, your team has won the World Cup, but you didn't touch the ball. Now imagine if you then go around thinking, and maybe even saying to a few people, I was awesome. The praise and the glory for winning that World Cup belongs to me. Now if you did that, your family and friends and your teammates would think something was wrong with you. You actually did nothing for your team to win the World Cup. You did nothing. But what you should be is happy that your team did so well that you now have a World Cup winner's medal. Now, when it comes to our life, it's even more absurd when we want the praise and the glory above God because God gives us the very bodies we have and the air that we breathe. He created us. He gives us all the gifts and abilities that we have. He even gives us the drive to actually achieve things. God provides everything. The opportunities, he gives us everything. He plans everything out for us. Our lives is in his hands. And he delights to give us good gifts. And so it's kind of absurd when we think that God gives us a good gift and then we want praise for receiving that good gift. Now, when we stand back and really think about what God has done for us, we should realize how absurd, how stupid it is to actually want praise and glory for ourselves. God is all-loving. 
He is faithful. God is to be trusted completely, even when we don't understand what's going on. God is loving and he is faithful in all things. When William Wilberforce learnt of the passing of the bill to abolish the slave trade in 1833, it was this verse, verse 1, that he meditated on. Now, it would have been very easy for him uh, to think, wow, I am quite impressive. I've used my political skills and the strength of my character in persevering with this honourable cause that basically very few people were interested in. To keep going after many disappointments to finally abolish the slave trade. But the verse that he meditated on was, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. William Wilberforce understood where the praise and the glory should be directed. And it was because of understanding God's rightful place of honour that he was able to do what he did. Which leads us briefly to the second point. Idols lead to death. Verses 2 to 8. Now there's an accusation here in verse 2. Where is their God? Now at this time we're not sure exactly in the history of Israel, but they were doing badly. They were being attacked by other nations. They seemed very, very weak. And so the other nations would go, where is their God? Also, the other nations literally had idols. They had statues of their gods. And they looked around Israel and they went, there's no idols. Where is their God? Now, the other nations, they literally worshipped idols. Statues made of wood, metal, and stone. And an idol isn't just an, an object made of wood, metal, and stone. It is actually anything or anyone who takes the place of God in our lives. Yes, the other nations were literally worshipping idols. But God should be the most important person in our lives. And therefore, when anything or anyone becomes the most important person or thing in our life, it is an idol. Now, this thing could be a good thing. But because it has now become the most important thing, it has become something very, very damaging to us. It could be a career, it could be relationships, it could be family, it could be money, it could be sport, music, it could be the classic money, sex, and power. But rather than blessing us, an idol enslaves us. Idols are thieves. Idols rob us of joy. Idols rob us of peace. Idols rob us of hope. Idols leave us feeling unhappy. Idols leave us feeling anxious. Idols leave us feeling confused. Idols leave us feeling frustrated. And idols leave us feeling life is unfair. Idols have no power other than the power for us to want them. In verse 8, we see that by trusting in idols, you will end up like them. Dead. Spiritually dead. There will be no life in you in regards to the life that we were meant to live which is in relationship with God. So idols lead to death. But now, finally, let's look at God, who leads to life. So the third, third point, God leads to life. Here we see that those who trust in God receive help and protection and also blessing. Verse 11, you who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. Verse 13, 
He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. Blessing is used. This word blessing is used many times in the Bible. We've just finished a a series on Matthew 5, actually, where we are told the various times in which we are blessed. Blessing means richness. It means thriving, satisfaction. It means how to thrive. And so when we think back to why people follow idols in their lives, it is in order to receive these things. That is, we hope for relationships, accomplishments, pleasures, security, health, money, sex and power will give us richness, satisfaction, fullness and be able to thrive. But they don't. Idols can't. Only trusting in God and relying on him will give us these things. If we truly want deep blessing in our lives, if we truly want richness, if we truly want to thrive, if we truly want fullness, if we truly want satisfaction in our lives, then there's only one way to receive it. And that is to place God where he rightfully belongs, in the center of our lives. It is then, and only then, that we can receive blessing. This true blessing of being accepted back into relationship with God, which is only possible because of the person of Jesus Christ. It is only in and through Jesus Christ that we can live lives to the full. God delights in giving us good things. The ultimate good thing is himself. Why would we even think that an idol, a created thing, a created being could ever give us what only the loving creator of the universe can give. And so let me end with an illustration. Trusting in an idol to give us richness, for us to thrive, for us to be full, for us to have satisfaction, is a bit like going to an amazing feast. Maybe a wedding reception. Some of you went to one yesterday. And in the waiting area, just outside the hall where this feast is, There's some kind of drink and some food just to get you ready for the feast. You know those glass containers that you can put water in with some nice slices of lemon that's got a tap on it? Um, And maybe some posh bread by the side. And you start to eat it. And then the kind of bride and groom say, you can come in. And in everyone goes into the wedding feast room. But you stay outside. And you just have the little water and the bread. And you stay outside for the entire feast. Well, your friends would look at you and think, there's something wrong with you. What is going on? Why didn't you go into the feast? You stayed outside. It's absurd. It's stupid what you're doing. You're staying with what was only meant to be a little food to keep you going until the feast. You stayed outside instead of going in and taking part in the main feast. It's absurd behavior, but it's no more absurd than relying on idols to satisfy when access is available to the loving, faithful God who sent his son to die for us. All praise and glory belong to God. All idols lead to death and God leads to life. All we yearn for can only be found in God through Jesus Christ. We're now going to stand to sing, Receive the Glory, which is based on that first verse in this psalm. Not to us, but to your name alone. Be all the glory, the glory forever, for your faithfulness and steadfast love. 
receive the glory belongs to you. The offering will be taken uh, during this hymn. Uh, please don't feel obliged in any way to give. It's for those that would like to give to support the work done in and through Highfields. Please allow the bags to pass you by if you'd like. Please stand to sing. Oh, no. 